Welcome aboard Allegius. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and you're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. Today, I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey, everybody. Today, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 6, entitled Exit Wounds. Totally did that uh, intro out of order, but I think I made it work in the end, right? I totally didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we're going to start with title fight. The thing's too far away, so let's just do it. What did we think about this title? We have a number of cool tweets that people came in because I was like, I don't know what this title's about. These exit wounds. I know a wound is a bullet goes through you and it comes out with the exit. But what what are the greater significances? Well, if if I can chime in, I might overlap, yeah. but <laughs> you may not understand potential significance to it. But I think I think it's pretty much talking about how it the exit from the bunker, mm. the exit from you can even say like the ring like and dealing with the harshness of their reality as it is now that's just kind of how i took it along with hey look there's a bullet wound later in this episode that comes in handy yeah so um this is from at sarah watch this on twitter i read the title a couple of ways one, Octavia dealing with the exit wound from her eel attack. Oh. Mm. Two, several people got shot. And three, majorly the emotional wounds that the characters feel after around relationships. Echo leaves Bellamy. He can't process for fear of losing her as lover and family. Clark loses Maddie to one crew. In a way, both Echo and Maddie, closest loved ones of the main characters, make dramatic moves that leave Bellamy and Clark shocked, wounded, and scared. I think it also touches on the past wounds between Murphy and Amori exiting their ship. Final thought, everyone wants to exit Polis. Doing so leaves uh, leads, leads to, to yeah. wounds and death. And sometimes it leads to a tall, shifty, beautiful woman shoving a USB stick in your exit wound. <laughs> so, yeah. I enjoyed that tweet. <laughs> then we also got one from at exo love leoni leoni underscore ss says... Uh, my interpretation was that now that they exited the bunker, Octavia's reign starts to crumble and the wounds, a.k.a. what they had to do to survive, start to show. They're not united. They're scared, hungry, and traumatized, and it all starts to show now that they could have a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lots very well cool put. cool interpretations, I thought. Yes, quite. So thank you, everybody, for helping out with Title Fight. All right, recap time? Recap time. I mean, also just as a recap of our podcast real quick, we did a Bellamy-centric one earlier um, because we were just sort of under a time crunch because Olga had to go on vacation. You have a lovely time. I had a lovely time <laughs> with my mom. So now we wanted to do a, a uh, covering of the episode as a whole leading into to sort of refresh people's memories in preparation for the new episode coming Tuesday. So here, we, we both like the episode. We're going to get into the recap and tell you all about why. Mm-hmm. So we start the episode with Clark uh, tending to Octavia's wounds with Maddie there. And Maddie's like, oh, my God, Octavia, she's so cool. The coolest. <laughs> um, Octavia asks about Maddie and Clark's like, oh, yeah, she has synthetic night blood. I totally brought her to the lab and blah, 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 blah. Um, and Maddie doesn't want to lie to Octavia, but Clark's like, we must lie to everyone to keep you safe because some grounders might want you to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're a true night bud. Uh-huh. And you got Maddie props. Uh, so then we You're have... going to make that happen. You're like, <laughs> you're, you keep trying to make that happen. You don't give up on it. Yeah. Um, then we have Kara talking to Octavia about how people are starving and starvation breeds rebellion and dissent. As she would know, having been there. <laughs> having betrayed Octavia once before. Yeah. I think it's... Kara's an interesting character because like, I feel like the way she even speaks feels different now, right? You know, like She's so thoroughly shifted from how she was before. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm not loving the character, but it's also like a useful character to have around. So like, I get it. But... I'm not fully on team like dislike because someone has to be... It's it's nice for Octavia to have a yes man for other people to see more reasonable against. Yeah. But even this statement from her, it's not unreasonable. It's yeah. just coming from a person who has shown true, has been tested yeah. and chosen her. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we have Bellamy sort of advocating for Echo. She, he's saying she's on our side. She proved herself so many times in the ring. But Octavia says that she exiled Echo. She must leave or fight in the arena. 
So interesting, first thing I want to throw out is I totally thought when I first watched the episode that that was just going to lead to Echo fighting the arena and kicking ass. I was like, okay, Echo can totally yeah, like, fight oh, in the arena. What's the, yeah, kind of like, what's the problem with her yeah. kicking everybody, like killing anyone who challenges her? But I think it's to signify that Echo doesn't want to risk that. She's yeah. changed. She doesn't just want to murder indiscriminately yeah. people who just just because they're listening to octavia she yeah. doesn't want to put herself or bellamy or others in that situation yeah. um it does sort of bring up an interesting idea though later on when we the fact that we do just have them killing the traitors right mm -hmm. because uh you know up until now it's been so much about we don't just kill we don't just do what they did on the arc right we don't just float people we give them a chance to fight for their free like they don't try to capture and i, I get why but it's interesting because it is a change of pace for them to not try to capture the dissenters and have them fight as opposed to just shooting them down yeah yeah um so i mean this is the beginning of the whole thing we talked about in the last podcast of bellamy sort of in some people's opinion, acting out of character as he tries to get, you know, and is sort of exasperated with Octavia for not getting that Echo was changed. And I know a lot of people were like, hey, you know, Bellamy, by your own admission, it took you three years to forgive her. Why are you like... Why do you assume that Octavia, who, you know... Got stabbed got, in the gut by her. Was nearly killed and in her mind killed, like yeah. in, Oct in Echo's opinion, yeah. she succeeded in yeah. murdering Octavia. Yeah. Like why you would think that she would just like, but I love her sister. <laughs> oh, all is forgiven. She's welcome among my people yeah. once again. Like Bellamy is barely welcome among her people. Yeah. He's not one of her people. Yeah. Like, mm. he's yeah. I I think for me, like looking back at you know watching this episode a second time under the sort of lens that people had given me with their opinion about him mm -hmm. i do think there was in you know some things that felt a little bit rushed here and there and where i can sort of i understand where people are coming from but overall i really don't have a huge issue with bellamy in this episode exactly yeah yeah i i don't either i don't think this is really out of yeah. character territory yeah um okay so dioza drops down some food and has a message leave octavia and join us and you get the foods and you'll be a happy camper we will welcome you as long as you abandon her yeah and she tries to act out yeah against the speaker and does oh. not succeed well, sorry you... octavia <laughs> I was very Octa confused. sorry octavia my hand gestures again do not yeah. help on a podcast <laughs> like tries to shut down the message yeah. but kind of only succeeds in showing how emotional yeah and also she is, maybe which, you should have done that like as soon as the message started you, right like, don't <laughs> wait to hear it to let people hear what she has to say but yeah. that's not very good storytelling yeah. for a tv show now is it i'm just picturing a version where it's kind of like whack-a-mole where she cuts down one in the middle of the message and another one pops up and starts doing well, the message. <laughs> see that's the thing i actually thought was how would have happened yeah. that it would have been like relaying the signal yeah. between different parachuted pods, down yeah. pods so yeah. yeah um all right so then we have dioza talking to kane um and she said you know kane's sort of worried that it won't work and she goes relax kane fostering descent is like seduction it takes time mm -hmm. so do you read into that at all do you think there's any subtext into that line i mean once you're introducing the word seduction, seduction outright <laughs> yeah amongst yeah i think yeah. they're putting little greens i don't know if it'll go anywhere yeah. really but i think it will go to something i'm yeah. just the question is still what and yeah we'll see you I know i think that was a very apt choice of yeah turn of phrase i mean i there are so many options where and that I, a lot of them wouldn't surprise me and it's like i think like you could pretty easily you know given everything that's happening with abby get get uh kane in a vulnerable place and then have you know dioza sort of pounce on that mm -hmm. um so we'll we'll see I, I mean i have a feeling that maybe she'll pounce in it you know i don't know whether i'm actually right about the whole like rape part of it i don't want but, you to be yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean that would definitely hurt dioza's character if you don't know like, what dan is talking about it was from a previous podcast yeah. episode I, I yeah i mean i don't want that for dioza but i do think it would in some ways be kind of interesting but mm -hmm. all right so meanwhile we have mccreary thinking dioza's plan is dumb they can just nuke the fuck out of him <laughs> um and he's like we need farmers and all that such and he's like mar, mar, mar. how many of you are farmers and how many of you are engineers oh nobody <laughs> right that's what i thought <laughs> 
Um, then McCree is like, you think you're dividing their ranks, but Kane is dividing ours, blah, blah, blah. And he wants to kill Kane. And then there we have the, the line that I liked from the trailer of the whole thing about it must be tough being a visionary surrounded by, you know, everybody you can't see and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, good thing. And I like that we're, you know, knocking out these trailer moments little by little. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have Clark and Space Crew coming into Octavia's war room where they want, basically Octavia's like, we should just kill everybody who betrays us. Let's just murder them all. And um, Octavia doesn't give a fuck about Abby or anybody else in California. I mean, are Valley. we surprised at all? No. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Clark, why do you think I give a shit about that shit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Bellamy says people are hungry and we should find a way to get the Shadow Valley rather than looking for enemies in Polis. Um, Monty finds a way, he thinks, to blind the eye in the sky with the laser con. Mm-hmm. Um, so Octavia's like, okay, sure, do that. But in the meantime, Kara, kill everybody who tries to defect. And Bellamy's like, wah, wah, grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> Insert grumble, grumble from Bellamy. Uh, yeah, and then he says, that is not my sister, grumble, grumble. Uh, but Clark is distracted. She's like, yeah, sure, Bellamy. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go talk to my daughter because uh, she's talking with Guy and I know shit is going down. And this was one of the other things that I really liked about the episode was that it, we had Bellamy and Clark both sort of dealing with their own respective families. And that, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying I have any issues with how much they've been paired together, but it's also nice to know that, that they have things beyond just their partnership and their potential ship. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's that we can have them both in the episode, both in the same area, but they have other things that matter to them. Yeah. yeah. I definitely like the fact, I know this is skipping ahead a little bit, yeah. but I like that, you know, somewhere around this point of the episode, I was a little bit worried about it, where mm. I was just like, yeah, we're only really seeing Clark with Bellamy. We're only really seeing Clark with Maddie yeah. and Octavia. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, well, the stuff that's being said with her and Bellamy, it's not... Like the same thing over and over, but Bellamy is facing the same problem over and over again. Yeah. Like Octavia is like acting crazy yeah. in his opinion, and uh, he's going on Clark like, "What do I do about this?" And Clark's like, "I have to deal with Maddie. Like, I know your sister is causing you problems, but I have bigger yeah. fish to fry yeah. over there with her." Mm-hmm. And and then to some degree, you know, yes, with Octavia. But like later on in the episode, we finally have her. Yeah, we do have this Gaia moment. We have the Nyla moment yeah. later, and it's like, oh, good. Clark does know other people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so I really like. Right around here is when I was starting to worry. Like we're seeing the same kind of shades of conversation yeah. happening over and over, yeah. and then we finally had Gaia reintroduced. So I'm glad yeah. it happened where it happened yeah. in this season. But I was kind of waiting for this. Yeah. And so, I mean, I do think that there's something I want to say also about, so obviously Bellamy's thing gets so focused on Echo after, you know, a few episodes in a row where it's like, who's Echo? I'm all about Clarky Clark. And, you know, we were talking about how it felt very similar to the Gina where like he cared about Gina and then as soon as he found out Clark was in trouble he seemed like he only cared about Clark Mm -hmm. um so in some ways I'm glad that they refocused on him you know proving that he actually cares about Echo and that it isn't just like just a plot you know thing thrown over there like it actually shows that they have a connection Mm -hmm. whether you have an issue with that or not like at least it's not just a like something like a bullet point they wrote in the season like he actually does care about her and tries to fight for her um at the same time it is i don't think they've done a phenomenal job of sort of balancing how does he feel about clark versus how does he feel about echo and you know does does echo have any issues with the fact that he was feeling like like how he was interacting with clark because i mean again this is also very like soapy shippy stuff but to a certain degree it's also just like once you're introducing the situation you kind of also you can't just ignore the realities of how are these people feeling and how like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm trying to think how well because of them being split up we never really saw echo's reaction to clark being alive yeah like we don't know yeah what her thoughts are on and i mean wouldn't you think even if clark even if echo didn't see clark and bellamy together she has to be aware of how important clark was to bellamy and how he like sat and, and like looking outside at the window yeah. for probably years like yeah and also i mean we have these scenes where clark and bellamy and echo are t- 
together, yeah. right? Like, the, yeah, right? we should have very few though. I mean, that's the thing. We did, we we barely got any interaction between Clark and Echo, and all we really ever got was Clark sort of looking at Echo and Bellamy together. Yeah, and again, to a certain degree, I'm like, I don't want like snipey whining or whatever. No. But I, I, I would have liked to see them talking without yeah. Bellamy there. Yeah. I don't know if there was room for that in this episode, but it's not going to happen in the next episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I think it would have been kind of interesting to have them interact with some subtext, you yeah. know, not sniping, but some subtext. some there. kind of talking, yeah. especially because, I mean, a lot of people are saying they feel like this is the goodbye episode for Bellamy and Echo that it's like. They're never going to be reunited Yeah, like that's why they had the, or, you know, or at least it's like the end of them, like actually being positive together. Right. Yeah, that's why they have the big sex scene and everything. I don't, I would not like that if this was the goodbye episode. Because it was basically the only episode. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, okay, so meanwhile, Bellamy and Octavia are sparring because unlike Kara, he isn't afraid to, you know, potentially hurt her or whatever because mm-hmm. he's just, he's a brutal man. Um, <laughs> I, I like that Octavia calls out that he fights like Asgeta and he's like, yeah, dude, I've been training this whole time. We got bored up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the fight scene was well choreographed. It was a good scene. We, I liked how the action is driven by some great dialogue, which we'll get into in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I, I do want to sort of touch on was I was sort of going back and forth with some people on Twitter about how I felt this scene was a little silly because I don't believe that Bellamy, even with six years of training, would actually beat Octavia. And with her being injured? Yeah. Well, so then that's what a lot of people brought oh, okay. up was the injury. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Because I, mean, I hadn't rewatched the episode at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, with the injury, I can I can let that go. But I guess in general, I don't think I ever really want... I guess want Octavia to be the ultimate warrior because to me, that's like the one thing she really has going for her. Right. In the positive sense. You know, yeah. like... Um, but, uh, Bellamy's saying, you know, if Echo leaves, I'm going with her. You don't even know who she is. And I like Octavia. Like, I, I think I might've said in the video I did about this, that she brings up all the past stuff. She brings up Gina, she brings up Ilian, uh, she brings up the cliff. And it's like, I think the show is at its best when it brings up the, it shows its continuity that it doesn't forget things, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and the, the characters don't either. And Bellamy says, we've all done things that shouldn't be forgiven, but are because we did them for our people. Echo is no different. Uh, she was as get a spy, but now she's with me, your brother, who is trying very hard to understand who you are years later. I really like that. Yeah, I think that's the thing is, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned that everybody's so mad at, at Echo and stuff. And it's really it's just a lot about perspective and uh you know, in a lot of ways, Clark and Bellamy have done much worse things than Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we were like following them more directly in a positive sense, we we forgave them for all their things. Yeah. Um, at the same time, obviously, what emotions are involved, I understand why Octavia wouldn't be like, okay, whatever, I'll forgive her. And I actually think that they find a, a sort of good middle ground going in where she's like gonna let her spy for her. Yeah, um, this is it's like I'll let you in by letting you work for me. You're still not part of one crew, yeah. but at the very least, I'm not having you banished yeah. anymore. <laughs> Illinois, go over there with them is a form of banishment because yeah. I don't care if you come back. Yeah, eh, <laughs> yeah I she's mean, smart. It's a smart leadership yeah. move. Yeah, I actually think in a lot of ways, you know, it's all of, it's all like we sort of talked about this where it's like it's all about framing where like they frame Octavia in a way where she feels scary and like villainous. But mm-hmm. A lot of what she does in this episode are understandable things that a hardcore leader would do. Yeah. Like, you you know, you have to sort of show, like, you can't just betray us and get away with it. You have to, you know, sort of, you can't trust Echo, but maybe you can use her to your advantage. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, it all sort of, to a certain degree, makes sense. At the same time, yeah, optically, when you're destroying the food when the people are starving, certainly not a positive look. <laughs> Does not look good. Like, no food from them. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to talk about the scene as far as the Bellamy dialogue, because I know people were talking about how they felt like everything was focused on, you know, the instead of the interaction between um, Octavia and Bellamy being about them and their relationship, it was about Echo now, and they didn't like that. Um, but I like how the, you know, specifically line of like, I'm trying to understand who you are. Um, yeah. and it's struggling. I think that his, you know, a lot of people were saying he was emotionally muted. I thought that the delivery of that line was very, I it was emotional. very emotional. Yeah. Oh, I'll say this, that it's talking about it in the context of echo. It is like, that is the text, yeah. but then the subtext yeah. is like, you've changed. You're not 
the person I left behind anymore. And I miss her and I I hope you miss me. And we're trying to find like it's him really trying to reach out. And here, I mean, he does make it text by saying like i'm trying to understand yeah, you yeah. so i i do think that this is beyond just echo yeah. just because she's kind of a catalyst yeah he clearly had trouble with her before he's like yeah. those people were in a few episodes back he's like those people were gonna shoot me for standing yeah. in her way for just yeah. like stepping in front of her yeah it's like i said I and feel she was like, gonna let them yeah kind of like she paused yeah. you know that kind of thing and it's like i said before it's like i feel like we had the episode and a half before this one where we showed their tensions rising and echo provided a catalyst to mm-hmm. have a more direct like immediate issue right yeah um you need to figure this out because she's here yeah and also i mean i really do appreciate seeing like i said seeing bellamy fight for echo because it it proves that there's actually a connection there yeah it's not just like i've fallen in love with you over the last three out of six years (laughs) (laughs) um so then we have bellamy harper and monty they're gonna go with echo too but echo says no um basically being like octavia needs you we're we're in deep shit over here you can't you know you can't just leave with me she Um, even says like octavia's losing her people like they're about to you know shit's about to hit the fan (laughs) and that's when octavia like swoops in and says yeah like we talked about before that she wants her to spy for her and if you do it well you know get the people who are dissenting then your banishment's lifted. You've earned your place yeah. here. I, I think this episode's really strong both for character and for sort of the twists and turns of which way will this go? We, you mm-hmm. know like there's we have this you know end point of who's going to leave at the end but there's a lot of back and forth that I think yeah. works well. I feel like if I knew more things or tried harder I could see some like cold war parallels. Hmm happening here between uh dioza and octavia i feel like in this especially the use of like spies and espionage Mm. it's very like i don't know it's just very smart like i don't trust you i don't like you but if you work for me the way it is on my terms and mind you i will abandon you the second you're no (laughs) no use to me yeah uh like you'll I'll welcome you kind of into the fold yeah. still within an arm's reach. Yeah. And then you have you have like Dio's almost representing the West of like, we'll promise you food, we promise mm-hmm. you harbor. Yeah. But yeah. you have to but we you will put also, collars on your neck. Yeah, kinda like we <laughs> it's not so easy under us either. Like yeah. I don't know. I'm what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a little bit more like pulling it yeah straws, pulling straws yeah but, but i feel like there is I, yeah i don't a, know enough about cold war to know whether you're on track there or not i just mean but. to say that it's kind of it's like modern day war yeah. where it's like we still have this heavy duty weapons we have the missiles we have this yeah. but yeah. we can't fire them because we have to fight our battle the way dioza yeah. thinks about it, like we have to fight our battles in a different way yeah. so that that's not our yeah la- like our last resort shouldn't be our first choice yeah. that kind of thing yeah. so i don't know smart i like that yeah if um, someone else wants to elaborate further on my yeah. half-assed thought, <laughs> please send it in. Um, so then we go to the Murphy and Maury side of the of the episode, and I really like a lot of this stuff too. I mm-hmm. think you know they they actually worked, had very like, even less screen time than I remembered rewalking this episode, uh, but they do a lot with it. I think so. We have Murphy and Maury in a cave again, as they as they mention this is their this is their thing. They love caves. <laughs> Uh, it's almost as much as it's Octavius thing to bang in caves. <laughs> um, uh, so they talk about how the signal doesn't reach there. So that's why they're sort of crouched down in the cave. Amor- Amori tries to turn off the shock collar. Um, but Murphy is, you know, so much for Raven star student. You just keep electrocuting me. And yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, then they sort of mention how, like, you know, Raven's going to be okay. At least we know she'll be alive, unlike the other people, because <laughs> they don't know what happened with the missile. Um, but they just figure out they need to go to Becca's ship for supplies so that they can try to get rid of the collar. But they also know the collar will go back online as soon as they leave, so they have to work fast. Mm-hmm. So we'll get back to to <laughs> them later. But I really did enjoy their interactions in this episode. Yeah. It was nice to get them alone from everybody else, because it's like, Oh, they're sniping at each other in front of the group. Mm-hmm. And then they're opening up a little bit more to their like friends yeah. kind of aside from each other. Yeah. And now here it's like, oh, she volunteered to stay with him, but clearly there's a breakthrough yeah. happening. And I like that again, I like the point in the season where 
we were getting this. Yeah, yeah. Because we had enough building up yeah. beforehand, but yeah, now it's time for aiming towards some kind of resolution. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to lead to them getting back together, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, so Echo's talking to the defectors who are from Shallow Valley. Uh, they're saying living with what we've done to survive is worse than death. This is our chance to start fresh, which I think is, again, another dropping the hint of cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Echo's like, even the people who are, are defecting won't tell me what's going on. It must be cannibalism. It must be, right? <laughs> like, it kind of has to be at this point. What's our, what's our backup theory? that they... They're making, well, it's not better. It's still cannibalism. <laughs> I was like, they're having babies and eating the babies. That's really funny because babies were the first thing I thought of. Really? <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, let's eat babies together. <laughs> it's not the same as eating a full-fledged person. Mm. I, I, okay, no, moving I'm on. I'm sorry. I, I forget. <laughs> no one use that against me, please. Uh, so Monty is freaking out. He says, you know, why are we even doing this? I can't figure out how to get this laser com to work. You're, you're doing it so your sister can go to war. Where are we supposed to be the good guys? Kill and defectors just for thinking about defecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, this is something I really like this sequence, A, because at least we get a little bit of Monty. Uh, whereas <laughs> Harper is just like in the corner over here. Was she even in um, the room? In the room? I don't even know. I hope not. Because <laughs> that. Mm. Yeah. That reminds me, actually, I just totally forgot. We got an email, I think, on my other email than the one we use oh. um, about Harper, where someone was sort of trying to be like, oh, maybe there's like a reason why she's in the background or something. I'll, I'll, I think that one will probably be still worthwhile talking about next podcast, because let's be honest, Harper probably won't say anything next time either. I was going to say, <laughs> I'd like to believe that. She's actually been a spy for Dioza this whole time. <laughs> yeah. So we'll try to read that one next time. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I like that we get Monty, but I also like to him bring up the good guy thing because this is to me what the arc for Bellamy is this season, which is Bellamy saying, hey, we're going to be the good guys this time and him having to figure out what does that mean in the context of this weird war that's brewing and his connecting with his sister and how can he find that middle ground mm -hmm. um and then but he is saying you know this is how we're gonna get back to raven murphy and amori and that really matters to them too but echo can't bring herself to turn the defectors she's turned over a new leaf she's a good lady mm -hmm. um and so then they're like well then let's defect together so monty can turn off the eye in the sky from that side uh but we'll see what happens with that uh, dun, dun, dun. Meanwhile, Nyla comes to Clark, and I really like that he goes, are you avoiding me? It's a nice response for why we haven't seen Nyla in yeah. the current timeline Yeah, uh, until now. You know, it does still feel felt, you know, a little bit odd that he just disappeared so thoroughly. But it, I'll it's let not it go. just, are you avoiding me? It's, I wish there was a line of, is Nyla still alive? Yeah. And then it's <laughs> obvious that Clark is choosing to avoid yeah. her, even for all her saying, no. Like, no, clearly you are. Yeah. And so what's your interpretation of why Clark would be avoiding her? Is it because she thinks that Nyla will be able to see through her lies about Maddie? Probably. Yeah. I think that's the only real yeah. explanation. Like, she's going to have a harder time lying. Like, Nyla is the closest person you can say that Clark left in the bunker. Yeah. To, Oct like, yeah. Other than Abby. Other than Kane. Abby and Kane, yeah. So... And she knows where they are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still yeah. think it was it was a little bit like kind of a half-ass yeah. little thing, but whatever. Yeah. Especially She's because, there. Especially She's because he's still at this point, he kind of trusts Nyla, right? So it's well, like, I don't know. Does she? I mean, she does until this all this happens, is what I'm saying. I think she does. Why wouldn't she trust Nyla? I yeah. I don't know. Maybe because she's seen what people yeah. are like when yeah. they are. Monks. So, yeah, I mean, they, they're sort of talking about how they both found new families. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Nyla very clearly is one crew at this point. Um, and Clark asks about the flame, which so was, that was her real critical error. That was super stupid of her. She cares about Lexa, okay? I know she does. But, like, find Gaia later, you yeah. know? like. <laughs> Why? Why ask? Nyla? Well, I guess I, my my assumption is that so that's the thing of the whole twist around here, right? Which is that Gaia 
is sort of the ally and Nyla is the enemy because I don't think she she was afraid of Gaia talking yeah. to to Maddie before, so she wouldn't want to bring up the flame to Gaia because that would cause more su- suspicions. Um, I sup- I don't think she trusted Gaia is the thing. You know? Yeah, but now here it seems like she goes into even this conversation not trusting Nyla a little yeah. bit. And also, Nyla, like she even says like, oh, Octavia saved us. She helped us survive. Yeah. And then Clark's sarcastic, don't you mean like blood, Raina? Yeah. He's like, how do I explain the sun to someone who's never seen it? Yeah. Like clearly by saying that, you hear that Nyla is on team yeah. Octavia. So yeah. why would you follow that up with, hey, you hear anything about the flame? <laughs> that cool thing, the flame. All casual. Like, I just, I don't <laughs> yeah. really, I feel like the progression doesn't really make sense. Doesn't follow. Like, it doesn't seem anything. like Clark. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just didn't have a huge issue with it personally. But, I didn't until rewatch, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, but Nyla's at the time the Commanders is over. She figures out that they're lying about Maddie and that Nyla, that Maddie's a real Nightblood. But Gaia comes and takes out Nyla uh, to protect the last true Nightblood as her order is always done. I have to say, just before Gaia shows up, they, yeah. both Nyla and Clark hear a noise outside the tent. Yeah. And Clark pulls out a knife and Nyla's like, yeah, I got your back. Like, they're mm. both like... So they're still kind of together because yeah. they both get out of the tent to be like, "Who's that lurking? Let's yeah. let's we'll defend yeah. each other." And well, the thing Maddie. is, I don't think that Nyla would have like killed Maddie. I mean, I mean no, and that's it's up to what interpretation. Later. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, given the fact that Nyla was it was willing to let Clark, you know, talk to Octavia supposedly. She wasn't there to like assassinate Maddie. No, I'm but, not saying that she yeah. was, but she was there. Like, you have to be truthful with. Octavia yeah about it because Octavia saved us all and you owe this yeah you must tell her the truth or I will I will say I did not see this coming from Gaia who did seem to be very thoroughly having shifted her religion into this new blood reina I think it's very smart and makes me more excited to see Gaia yeah because it's like oh she's capable more than just being like all hail the flame (laughs) like I mean it's still her main drive no 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 it's still her main drive but the fact is that she's not so obvious about it all the time makes me be like you're interesting to watch because you can add layers to yourself yeah Yeah. I will say though in some ways having spent six years with technology and everything I know I understand where it's like hard to get go beyond your faith at this point but it's also like your faith is based in like nothing. But <laughs> like, <laughs> she believes in we got out of the bunker and two days later yeah. a real nightblood shows up. That's not a coincidence. This is Yeah, fate. but the like, thing is there's no such thing as a real nightblood because they now they should now all be pretty aware of the fact that you synthetically make nightblood and that that's what led to all of the nightbloods. Like <laughs> the will of the gods. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just it's <laughs> It's one thing when they grew up in an area and, you know, in a time and were never surrounded by technology. It's another thing when you just got all of your food from a hydro generator and all that stuff. I don't know. In a time when in reality people are using the Bible to justify children being split up from their parents at the border. (laughs) Yeah. I have a feeling like I can believe that people will stretch their religion to fit their narrative. I'm just saying, that even in a we show. Ha- they have a factual, re- uh, factual thing p- pointing out that definitively your religion is wrong. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, Clark isn't basically. He's not going to let Gaia kill Nyla, uh, but ultimately she ends up like we were saying. She lets she tells Nyla that we're going to talk to Octavia ourselves um, and. What was it that um, Nyla Nyla says? Like, I hope that she'll be merciful. Like, yeah. like even she's not sure what Octavia yeah. is gonna do. But she wanted, you know, she's like a true Nightblood could tear us all apart, and yeah. one crew is uh, important above all, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we go back to Murphy and Amori, and they're working on the collar. Amori's talking about how. She doesn't want to see John suffer. I just let you, I guess left you because you broke my heart. That was a very like heartfelt line. Yeah. Like the, the delivery. Was- I, I think the actress who plays Amori, whose name I never remember, um, did a really great job in this episode. She- I remember her name and now I can't remember it. <laughs> so you don't remember her name. No, I know her name. I can't remember it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I think she did it. Louisa. Partic- yes. I think she did a particularly great great uh, performance this episode. She has a lot of emotion this season, and I'm really appreciating her character more than ever before, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so you know he's saying you know basically we find out that murphy was kept pushing her away over and over because amori was constantly off with raven doing her own thing and john was jealous um amori found something bigger than herself and john punished her for it so let's talk about this um you know how you know i it is a lot of telling not showing necessarily and we're you know in some ways it would have been nice to have a flashback to some of this stuff but i also think the way they deliver it it feels kind of natural and it's also them opening mm-hmm. up about the, the reality of what happened mm-hmm. um do you think i mean obviously you know there's whether you want to say it's a joke or not there's all the jokes about the jealousy and will it be a become a three-person relationship dynamic with I, raven i think that at this point it kind of solidifies I think that it's not going to head in that direction um, as much as I'd be okay with it. (laughs) No, I think it's, it really is like her choosing. I I don't know. I think they spell it out kind of nicely of their insecurities and how they found solace in other people. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I agree. I think it's a it's a funny thing to be able to be like, oh, jealousy. What that usually means, like shipping, blah blah blah. But I really think what it comes down to is he was jealous that Amori had something, and that's a very adult, much more adult, much more interesting issue. It's yeah, it's very yeah. realistic. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's like you know, a lot of times you'll have be like, oh, the you know, maybe the woman gets a new job and is off. You know, it kind of runs where you're like Ross and Rachel, when mm-hmm. Rachel gets her new job in the fashion stuff and is off doing that all the time. And Ross is like, oh, I'm not part of that part of her life anymore. Yeah. And, and um, acts out about it. And uh, I mean, it could go either way of like the male yeah. or the female. But yeah. in this sake, case, in a lot of cases, like the woman being forced to make a choice between her career and her relationship. Yeah. Or, yeah. And jealousy is it's a real human emotion and talking about it and maybe it's not the best like storytelling to just like say it but when you're in a couple or just having a relationship with people talking about it is healthy like you talk about stuff yeah and they're reconciling the end of their relationship even after it happened yeah yeah so I i think it works really well and i think it especially works in the context of also thinking about like uh, Murphy sort of being unemployed while this is happening. Yeah. Right? He feels completely worthless. Yeah. And so he lashes out at the fact that Mamori isn't worthless. Um, and I think that works. And I do think that this episode, even though, again, I would totally be on board with them with, Mur- with Raven, I think it solidifies that this season's about M- Murphy and Amori and it's about Raven and potentially Shaw. You know, yeah. like, so I, I don't think that we're going... I, and that's the thing is, I think that they specifically cut that line about you know, Raven kissing Murphy out because they chose not to go down that road. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't want them to. I, if, if we're having love triangles left and right, yeah. especially with like the adults now, or at the yeah. very least, at the very least with, uh, Kane and Dioza. Yeah. And then obviously we have the Bellamy, uh, <laughs> Bellamy, Bellamy, Octavia, Octavia. <laughs> Bellamy Echo, Echo Clark. and Clark. Yeah. Like those things, those two those ships don't seem to be going or triangles don't seem to be going anywhere yeah. fast. Or what am I trying to say? They're those are the ones that are going to be getting attention. Yeah. So I feel like they had to resolve everything else that they kind of teased people with in the first half of the season. And yeah. I feel like we're starting to move towards that. Like I don't even think that Abby and and McCreary are going to be a thing anymore. I still don't. I still don't trust that to be honest. I'm not saying you. I'm right. I'm yeah. just saying like I have a feeling like they haven't even shown them together. It's now one episode. Okay and Abby with- wasn't in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't they think focus means- more time and Yeah, because time sometimes for- they don't have Abby at episode. They don't have people at episode. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't I think that means anything. I think I think the real thing that makes me think it won't happen is the fact that McCreary's been captured. Yeah. But people we'll get see. captured all the time, yeah. I'm afraid, but we'll see. Um, They'll probably okay. trade him for Raven, right? Uh, potentially. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. Um. But then we have Bellamy talking to Octavia. Monty can't hack the eye without inside help. Uh, and Octavia's like, you want me to de- let you defect? Dioza knows you're my brother. She'll use you to get to me. Um, but Echo can do it. She has the perfect cover with her banishment. And Echo's like, let the defectors leave us as a political sacrifice so I can go and work from the inside. 
And Octavia's like, okay, but once you're inside, you're on your own. Yeah, and this all happens from the context of Echo saying, I won't tell you people's names. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I also am like, it's so funny. It's like, Octavia's like, you're on your own. And Echo's like, well, duh, I can I can totally deal with that. That's not a big deal. I'm Echo. Like, no one will save you. Yeah. But part of it is her saying, like, I'm not going to let Bellamy come save yeah. you. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what that. Potentially, sure. Means, I mean, Bellamy does what he wants, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what Echo, uh, Octavia is trying to kind of hit I guess. At. I just take it more directly as uh, we don't give a fuck about you. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's you. the top yeah. level thing, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, so uh, Monty makes Echo a hip grounder bracelet <laughs> that can hack into everything. The latest fashion. <laughs> um, and I like that Murphy says, don't get killed. You were the only one who liked my algae. Um, but Bellamy's all worried about Echo and Echo says, uh, we found each other in a cage, whatever happens, I know we'll find each other again. Again, I think it's a nice line. Like I'm not necessarily like shipping the two of them, but Mm -hmm. I think that they're doing a solid job with their romance and it was a sweet love scene. And I think that they did a great job also at, at building Echo this episode. I agree. Also, I just realized that the, we found each other in a cage. Yeah. It doesn't mean mount weather in season two exclusively it could mean the ring yeah like it can, be, found it can our, mean both sort yeah, of yeah like the surface level is like we met in the cage yeah and you saved me and then i did a bunch of shit afterwards but let's yeah. not talk about that <laughs> and it's like oh but we found our love yeah trapped on the ring yeah yeah um so then we have clark packing he wants to get uh maddie out of there because now nyla knows the truth and octavia finds out uh, she's not, you know, she's not the girl from the stories anymore. Or I can't let anything happen to you. We don't know what Octavia will do. And then we have Maddie saying, uh, if we go back, back to Yoza, we'll kill you. And do we agree with this, this statement? I, I know that we both sort of struggle with that idea when we watched it the first time. And I saw other people being like, why would Yoza kill Clark? I mean, I don't agree with that yeah. outright. Clark is clearly useful. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I guess as a viewer, knowing more about Dioza and her current mindset, mm. it feels less likely that she'd kill her. But given, you know, the fact that she was, you know, torturing Clark last time we saw her and that Clark did kill multiple of their people. That's true. But, but yeah. now Dioza's people have killed people from. Yeah. But from one it's also I'm... hard to specifically let go of some, you know, personal things like yes, that. Yes, I will agree with you there. But. The reason that Dioza was torturing Clark was yeah. because she thought Clark was lying. Yeah. But now it turned out to be true. Yeah. Well, I think I think the thing is that I think they should have maybe phrased it more like it's a risk. We don't know how how yeah. she'd react. That you did kill a bunch of her people. Blah, I feel blah, like blah. it would have been better if it was she might kill yeah. you. Yeah. As opposed to she will kill you. Yeah. It's like mm. seems a little like I don't know that I agree with that statement. Yeah. So when you make it a, like a definitive absolute like that, it's like but the point well, is that Maddie believes yeah. that, and that's why she yeah. acts the way she does. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be an, like an, she has her own overprotectiveness the mm-hmm. way Clark does too. She doesn't want to risk it. Um, and that was exactly when you know both of us were like, oh, okay, Maddie's going to cause some problems. But obviously, <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> Um, then we have McCreary and friends looking for Murphy. Um, McCreary and friends <laughs> hunting down children to kill them. Graveyard McCreary. Amori <laughs> um, and John bomb the bastards and then make out. Ooh, oh, getting down. Nothing, nothing turns me on. <laughs> More than blowing people up. <laughs> um, but we're not getting back together. We're just banging. Wait a second. McCreary's there. We can make him our hostage. And continue having sex anyway. <laughs> He's unconscious. So we'll see what happens with that next week. It will be yeah. interesting to see how much Dioz even cares about McCreary. At some I feel ways, like it wouldn't like... be smart for her to take him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, you know, she does. I think she does have a sense of like loyalty being like, these are my people. I'm taking care of them. The other factor is she knows there are people who listen and like to yeah. Like McCreary, and she has to show loyalty to people. Yeah. To be like, I, you are my people, even if we're accepting others into the yeah. valley. Yeah. We're going to use them, but you are mine, and I will protect you. Yeah. So she, I think it's she'll kinda, have It's to. like we said with destroying the food. It's just not good optics to your community to just like, let him be it, yeah. captured. Uh, unless she's like, uh, he can take care of himself. He'll just get out of there, <laughs> like, which I can also Even that's not too. great optics. Yeah. 
Uh, Clark and Maddie plan to leave, but Clark gets distracted by her boy, Bellamy. And, you know, Clark's like, Dio's is the least of my concerns. I'm more worried about your sister. She's dangerous. And then they realize that Maddie ran away. Yep. And Maddie, stay here. I will not do that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. Um, Echo and Effectors make a run for it, but half of them are sniped down by Kara, given the order by Octavia, as we find out. Um, you know, again, harsh move, but an understandable move. Smart political move. Yeah. Um, you know, Octavia basically is like, hey, this means that... Uh, well, I have the actual line right now. Um, where is it? I executed Where? traitors and I made it look like a real defection. Without that, Dioza wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. Uh, Which is smart. It's awful. Yeah. But it's smart. Um, okay. So then Maddie comes to Octavia and tells her the truth. She does a blood oath thing with Octavia to make her one crew. Octavia's like, I understand why you lied to protect her, Clark, but you don't need to protect her anymore. She has my protection. Dum, dum, dum. Now she's going to start training with the other initiates. No vitiates. No yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see more about what that means. And maybe we'll see more of uh, Jaha's little boy. Oh, next yeah. That'd time. be nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then we have the Allegis uh, taking all the stuff from the kids who came. Uh, they take Echo's, from the defectors. Yeah. Take Echo's bracelet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen? But that's where Monty put the thumb drive. But no. Echo is a smarty She's pants. She's so smart. Yeah. And she hit the flash drive in the exit wound of that. Karina. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. The Shallow Valley yeah. woman. That who... shallow girl. Um, so I love that. That was a great move for Echo. Yeah. Great to end the episode on that. Uh, there is a line back and forth about Dios as a calling Kane her friend, and again, sort of hinting at what does this mean? Yeah, after putting the callers on everybody yeah. and, and Kane being like, do I get one too? And <laughs> the latest she, fashion. She says, stop worrying, I take care of my friends. And it's like, ooh, uh, she won't shock you unless you ask for <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let's play some caller play. Oh God. All right, so we're going to get into a little bit of feedback. We have some, uh, we have one humongous email, which we're excited to get into, and one little voice message. But before we do that, I'm going to let you guys know how you can contact us and be part of this in the future. You can either tweet at us at the 100 podcast. You can go to the100podcast.com, leave a comment. There's a little uh, contact us form there too. Or you can email us directly at the100pod at gmail.com. Also, please check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash D-O-I-N-G, okay, doing okay. Um, that has, I put up my first reactions to the episodes the night that the episodes come out. Um, also, please review us or rate us on iTunes. And thank you to Erin Romness for her review. All right. Oh, and last but not least, please go to soundcloud.com slash the 100 podcast if you want to see our soundcloud stuff there that's a yeah. new hip thing we're, we're, we're new to soundcloud yeah but you can find our podcast there now and also we are brought to you in partnership by tv time Ooh. the nifty app that lets you keep track of when your shows are airing right now the 100 is experiencing quite a wonky schedule yeah. <laughs> of airtime so uh go there keep track of your favorite shows engage in fan discussions and communities and find podcasts about your favorite shows such as ours and i will say and you know this isn't like an ad read or anything but lately i have been like what time do these things air and like it's like really annoying trying to google around and find like the specific time that shows air for it's like weirdly difficult it's one thing to be able to find like the date but the actual time that it will be on the channel is annoying like i was trying to figure out cloak and dagger because i've been doing the youtube stuff for cloak mm-hmm. and dagger and like i wasn't able to easily find it then i was like wait a second we have a partnership with tv time i'm gonna yeah. go there and it was immediately oh eight o'clock okay that's good to know good to know yeah. <laughs> all right so diving into our feedback we have an email from Lucia. She told, she says that it's pronounced like fuchsia. Ooh. And okay. she's from down under. That's cool. Yes. Uh, this is a big response to the Bellamy podcast we did. The Bellamy Blues. Yep. All right. Hi, Dan and Olga. Longtime listener, first time writer and all that jazz. I enjoyed listening to your opinions every week and love the fact that you include listener feedback and suggestions as it often leads to a broad and open discussion of the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. So that's us patting ourselves on the back by reading that in the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. 
That being said, I just listened to your Bellamy Blues episode and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. A lot of people have been complaining this season that Bellamy has felt out of character, that he isn't the man we knew before and they don't really like the new him. It is really frustrating me because that's completely opposite to how I feel. As the showrunners are so fond of telling us six years is a long time, (laughs) it makes sense that these characters have changed. But change doesn't mean out of character. It just means that they've developed. And yes, that development was off screen. And yes, that is frustrating. But that doesn't mean it doesn't make it less real. Bellamy isn't irreconcilable. He's only changed, grown, and developed. This email will primarily deal with Bellamy's character and specifically Bellamy's character in relationship to Octavia. Ah, thesis. But we'll also explore other angles. Mm. Quite a good good introductory paragraph. Yes. (laughs) Are we going to grade this email at the end? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a new feature? We grade the episode. We don't even grade the episode, but we're going to start grading our feedback. Bellamy's central character trait is still very much intact. Bellamy will do anything to protect his core circle of people. Mm -hmm. Over the seasons, we've seen that circle expand and contract, but its existence is a constant. Is it like a ring? I don't oh yeah i'm great okay the the difference is that after six years octavia is no longer in the inside of that circle for the first time in the blake's lives and that can be very disorienting both for the characters and the audience excuse the buzzing that was a text Uh, bellamy needed distance from octavia to see how unhealthy his relationship was with her he got six years and thousands of kilometers worth of distance and in that time space crew rebuilt a family unit of which bellamy is at the head yes but in which everyone sans murphy plays their part and supports each other equally Mm -hmm. space crew is his circle now which makes total sense after six years of peacetime He's not robotic, he's not removed, he's not distant. He's emotionally stable for the first time in his life and is putting up healthy boundaries, emotional boundaries against a person he was previously in an unhealthy, codependent relationship with. And I, for one, am proud of him. Aww. When Bellamy first landed on the ground in season one, he relied almost exclusively on instinct and gut feeling, leading with emotion. Six years later, having actively practiced being the head and the heart, he's gotten a lot better at balancing options and thinking through his actions. The thing is that space wasn't testing him in the same way the ground does. As far as we know, the first truly morally complicated decision he's had to make in years is holding the lives of the sleeping army on Allegis in his hands. It surprised me that so many people seem to interpret his decision to let them live as a head move when it seemed clear that it was a heart one. Mm-hmm. Murphy even points out that if Clark was here, there would be no debate. Yeah. She would kill them because it's the strategic thing to do. Mm-hmm. But Bellamy doesn't want to be a killer. He's never wanted to be a killer. Clark herself pointed that out to him. You're not a killer. You always did what you had to protect your sister. That's who you are. He protects those he loves and will compromise his sense of self to do it, even when he doesn't want to. Holding the prisoners hostage, keeping them alive, is not an impulsive decision, but it's still one full of heart. And he's immediate, and he immediately gives up that strategic leverage to save a single person, explicitly telling Dioza, an unknown threat, just how important Clark is to him. Giving up his own leverage and giving Dioza some of her own is stupid yep. and impulsive <laughs> and utterly heart. Yeah. Dioza now knows just how important Clark is to Bellamy. That is strategic suicide, and mm. I'll be very surprised if it doesn't come up again, as it seems to uh, as it seems like a classic Chekhov's gun. The Bellamy we got in five oh six is panicking, like all get out. He is desperately trying to keep everyone together and regain a sense of stability, and in that he reverts back to heart centric thinking. He makes emotional pleas to Octavia that won't change, that don't change her mind, and that clearly don't work. Monty confronts him about how he's already compromising himself, making deals with Octavia that put other people in danger. And Bellamy's counter argument is that it's worth it to get Space Crew back together. Mm-hmm. We saw that in Shifting Sands as well. His priority was getting back to Raven and Murphy. It really frustrates me that people seem to think this episode was filler or pointless because it really wasn't. It reminds me a lot of the episode The Calm back in season one. There's not a lot of plot, but there's so much character work. This episode is setting up emotional stakes so that those big battle scenes that are sure to come will hit us where it hurts. The lack of emotional weight is something that The 100 has struggled with for a while now, and I'm glad to see the writers prioritizing it again. This season feels like a chessboard that's slowly being revealed as characters' loyalties are brought to the surface. 
The six-year time jump has left characters feeling equally suspicious of some, while certain of other allies, only to have that rug pulled out from under them, mainly because they're working with information that's six years out of date. I think this was most clearly seen in the Nyla, Gaia, Bait and Switch, Mm -hmm. and the sword fight between Octavia and Bellamy. The fight between Octavia and Bellamy was so cathartic. I am annoyed that this long overdue conversation came to the surface over romantic relationship, but it was so emotionally satisfying to see Bellamy push back against Octavia's complacency at the problems in their relationship. The phrase, I am your brother and I'm trying very hard to understand, I'm asking you to do the same thing for me, was such a huge and significant development for Bellamy in that he puts equal responsibility on Octavia for their problems rather than solely blaming himself. Mm-hmm. That would have been inconceivable for Bellamy six years ago. (laughs) He challenges her to meet her in the middle where she never has before. When Octavia says, it's your fault, he won't unquestioningly believe her anymore. His time with Space Crew has taught him that loving others doesn't mean destroying himself. It doesn't mean putting others before himself to the exclusion of his own well-being. This is so important, not only to the characters in the fictional universe, but to the audience who identify with either of the Blakes. Finally addressing how dysfunctional the Blakes are and the the damage their family dynamic has inflicted on both of them is so important and a storyline that I'm very attached to. Octavia is just as much a product of her upbringing as Bellamy is. She has a self-confidence and a self-righteousness that is born of her being told from birth that she is the exception and that she was unfairly wrong, that her only crime was being born, something she had no control over. Her entire life was Bellamy and Aurora prioritizing her and her safety over everything else, even their own integrity and well-being. She has an integral belief that the world owes her, and therefore she has the right to lash out against it in any way she wants, to hell with everyone else. This is entirely believable, but not at all excusable. Her black and white thinking, her tendency to hold grudges over forgiveness, and her arbitrary choices on who and who doesn't deserve that forgiveness, particularly the way she considers the relationship between justice, revenge, and forgiveness are all core Octavia traits and flaws. I think it's arguable that Octavia has had the least character development in terms of questioning her own internal beliefs than anyone else in the series. Everyone else has considered the eternal question, the eternal good guys versus bad guys question. The only thing Octavia has considered is that she knows she is a good guy. Since questioning this seems to be a major theme this season, I hope that this is the season that Octavia learns to accept moral complexity and responsibility. Hmm. Thanks again for an awesome show. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Love from down under, Lucia. Wow. A plus. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, for the love of God, write in again in the future. This is fantastic. That was a fantastic. The other thing is, I actually didn't read this until now. Uh, so I because I, I was like this is long I'll let, I'll let uh, Olga read it to me <laughs> I read it I read it last week and yeah. I was like oh this is so great we're yeah. not ignoring you we just haven't recorded yet we love it <laughs> uh, really really great email lots of amazing thoughts there I don't even really know how to follow that one up um, I think it's interesting the, th- the thing that stuck with me at the end there was the idea that uh, Octavia has had the least amount of development mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I think on a surface level it's very easy to think she has the most amount of development Right, because her Um, life has changed so much. Yeah, and it's interesting. I I still think it's a weird middle ground where I'm like, okay, she's had the least amount of development as far as like philosophically and maybe like internally. Mm -hmm. But she definitely has had, I mean, she definitely went from being this like shallow, like silly character to being... Uh, a leader and a violent and threatening person. So I think it's it's a little bit complex there. Confident. Yeah, but I love how you broke down Bellamy and how emotional he has been and how uh, so much has still been head-focused, even though he has you grown. You mean heart-focused? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, heart-focused, even though he has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, I mean, a lot of fantastic points there. I, I do see, you know, and you kind of touched on this too, the, you know, by saying that, it's a shame that it's focused around, uh, you know, a romantic thing. And I think that that is the sticking point that a lot of people are tripping over, um, both potentially because of, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying for everybody, but for some people, bias of just hating that relationship to begin with. But also, I think it is tough to be like, I've been waiting seasons for Bellamy to stand up for himself. And instead, it feels like more he's standing up for Echo. Um, and I think that it is complicated there where I think, Overall, he is still standing up for himself, but uh, yeah, I can see where for some people it's like, why can't he just stand up for himself for himself as opposed to it being motivated by this relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, 
What do you think? No, I'm just thinking like, yes, there's still a lot of heart stuff, but in his mind and a lot of people's minds, you can argue for it being still informed by the head. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know. I still don't really know where I stand on the strate- strategic nature of the lives on the ship. Yeah. I think you're right where it's where it is like he does give it up all for Clark, which is purely heart. Yeah. But not killing them outright isn't exclusively heart. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Yeah, it's well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. I, the re- thing that I liked, I still, I agree with what they said as far as it was it, maybe even maybe more the head move, or at least his initial reaction was a, was a, um, was a heart move, right? Where he mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. That's the, he brings up the Clark thing, um, or Clark would have just done it. Um, but he, I think the, what, what they were showing there is really the melding of the two, like that he had the, the heart, reaction but then he had and it's interesting too to bring echo into this he had echo's influence uh, bring up what you could do to help him find a middle ground mm-hmm. where it's like i don't my my heart is saying i don't want to kill all these people hey how can i do that in an intelligent way mm-hmm. how can i do that and still get the upper hand in some ways yeah. but i think it's definitely important that you know to point out what he was saying about the sort of strategic suicide of admitting to Dioza that how important Clark is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts you want to throw out there? No, this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so really, much. Really, really great message. And I actually think we should probably end there. We have a, a voice message, but that's more for the season as a whole, I believe. So mm-hmm. we can maybe keep that for next podcast because right yes. now uh, we actually have to get going. And I thought that was a fantastic email to sort of end things out on. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank, Thank you so much for, for listening to our belated uh, podcast. Yes, and for sending in awesome feedback. And thanks to everybody also who gave us thoughts about the title and everything, too. So uh, check you out now. Check, blah, blah, I can't speak. Mm. Thanks for watching. Thanks for, wow, I really can't speak. What are you trying to say? I'm just trying <laughs> to say... Thank you for listening. Uh, Please check out all of our videos and all of our last podcasts, and we'll see you next time. May we meet again. May we meet again. I'm sorry.